All right, we're rolling in three, two, one. Movie time. Movie time. time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody, and welcome to Movie Time Extra. It's the show where we talk about movies with a little something extra. I'm your producer, your co-host, and crazed gambling addict. My name is Dashiell Marco. And I'm your amateur thematic analyst, library technician in exile, and ill-gotten opal. My name is Tyler Duncan. Now today we are watching 2019's Uncut Gems, written and directed by Josh and Benny Safdie. If you enjoy our show, be sure to rate us, review us, subscribe to us, tell a friend about us. Not just about anything, about our show. Yeah, don't just talk, like, we don't care if you talk to your friends, but tell them tell them about us. You can also send us an email over at movietimeextra at gmail.com to tell us what you think. This little extra, suggest us a movie, or just uh, shoot the shit with us. And our banging theme song is Hip Shop by the amazing DJ Cutman. Check Cutman out on Bandcamp for solid bangers and bops. We love you, Cutman. As always, there will be spoilers in this show. And if you don't like it, you can get lost in a Chilean mine. <laughs> <laughs> so, is it a Chilean mine? Or was it a Chilean? I don't know. Because of just the Chilean miners? Or. Oh yeah, oh it's that thing. It's that was Ethiopian the thing. Ethiopian right? mines was in the, in the oh, movie. Man. Well, I watched this movie. You're fucking racist. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because I've been listening to old uh, Bim Bam episodes, and they keep talking. Fuck about yeah, miners. I was gonna ask. I was literally gonna ask. Like, is that a Bim Bam thing? Uh... <laughs> yeah, this movie was uh, pretty extra. Like, whose vision, like, was this? How did this happen? Like, somebody's like, I want to see Ben Stiller go, but fucking. Oh, no. Oh, man. I'm off to such a bad start. (laughs) Did we watch the same movie? Like, (laughs) at this point, I'm getting worried. He's a Ben Stiller caliber actor. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. Thank you. I mean, him and Ben Stiller have, like, done movies together, I'm sure like maybe not i don't think so now i'm curious but it's yeah i mean this isn't adam sandler's typical movie oh and sorry everyone about my squeaky chair i'm gonna try to squeak less this episode you never realize how uh squeaky your chair is until you record a podcast while you're sitting in it yeah well i mean you're just getting me back for the number of times I've worn like the loudest jewelry I could possibly wear. <laughs> I think, but I like how you pick your jewelry based on how loud it can be. I know, right? Yeah, so I did watch this movie. This movie was fucking crazy. This movie was fucking balls to the wall fucking crazy. It's literally half yelling. It's half oh, God, yeah. it's half of Adam Sandler just fucking yelling at people like that's like half of the movie him running around manhattan 
screaming <laughs> for two and a half hours. And I thoroughly enjoyed most of the minutes of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, do we want to do a recap of this movie? It's, it's, it, I feel like the plot is so intricate and I don't understand gambling. Yeah. To put it simply, I like Texas Hold'em poker and that's it. Uh, so and that's that's not what they're doing here yeah Uh, i mean i took about i took notes for about half of it and then i stopped taking detailed notes because i was like this is not gonna make sense i didn't take any notes i'm i'm free balling it tonight we're going in basically if you haven't seen this movie here's the long and short of it uh adam sandler plays this fucking crazed gambling addict. He owns this sketchy jewelry shop uh, in Manhattan. Um, He has like kind of an accomplice, uh, Lakeith. I thought his name was Lakeith Wakefield. No, it's Stanfield. Lakeith Stanfield, thank you. Yeah. Great actor. Oh, who I enjoy very much. You've still never seen Sorry to Bother You, have you? I watched it with you. Oh, we did. We, we watched it, it together oh, in your wow. home. Wow. God damn, my brain is bad. Uh, it's been a week. It's been a week, bud. Yeah, I have had a week. Anyway. You had a fucking week. <laughs> yeah. <But> yeah uh, <laughs> we're talking about another movie. Anyway, uh, Lakeith Stanfield uh, introduces... Um, Adam Stanler's character, whose name is fucking what's his name again? Um, it is Howard Ratner. Ratner, yeah. Yes. Uh, introduces him to this uh, basketball player, famous basketball player, KG, I think. Right, that's Kevin Garnett. Okay. Who is a real was was I think he's retired now, but he was a real Celtics player in 2012, which is rad. Uh, yeah. and, okay, it's like I'm not going to take forever explaining this. Mm-mm. Basically, the premise of the movie is um, Howie Ratner, our main character, gets this gem from like an Ethiopian mine. Um, KG takes like an, an interest in it and really wants it and convinces uh, Howie to like lend it to him. Uh, and just becomes obsessed with it, thinks it helps him win this game, whatever. And uh, our main character, how he just keeps c- placing like increasingly crazy bets uh, throughout the movie. A bunch of shit happens. A ton of shit happens that I can't even try to describe. Because this movie is just fucking madness for like, most of it's just madness. Uh, it culminates in... Um, his like cousin who he owes money to or like his uncle or whatever um who's brother-in-law. Her- brother-in-law thank you yeah. who's been like harassing him this whole movie uh culminates with uh with how he getting shot uh by one of his brother-in-law's goons after he finally makes this actually makes it actually makes his bet because you know like as the movie goes he like he ta- like you know when he gives the gem to KC KG at the very beginning KG gives him his ring and he instantly goes and p- 
pawns the ring and then he uses the money that he used to pawn the ring on another bet and he's like hedging all these bets with shit that he doesn't even have but he finally makes it big and wins like a million dollars at the very end and then uh, gets shot and killed and i'm and yeah that was pretty much the whole movie what the what's the fucking point of this movie I mean, this movie is a beautiful portrait of addict behavior. Like, mm-hmm. it's this beautiful, beautiful tragedy. And especially with, like, gambling addiction, which we have a pretty big problem here. Gambling is legal in these very specific ways in Oregon. And, like, we have Kino and bars and it's a whole fucking dumb racket. People uh, get super addicted to that shit. Yes, and they lose everything fucking everything to it um but yeah it's like he is so addicted to the thrill that even when like his life is at stake he can't just say like okay well i've got like this amount of money that i could give to arno who is his brother-in-law and like they're married to sisters is what i understood from the movie um and so it's like yeah, like I owe him like a hundred thousand dollars, but I bet if he gave him that forty grand that he had like sent a picture to, like it would have been okay for a while. But he can't even do that. He can't even like so like there's no self preservation in these decisions. Like at, at a certain level, he's just addicted to like adrenaline and the thrill and like fucking people over. And you just you're you're just watching him like spiral, <laughs> uh, like over and over again with these like plateaus, you know, like yeah, oh, but uh, yeah. So there's that, and then I feel like it has a happy ending. Does it really? Yeah, in the saddest way possible, it has a a happy ending. How does him getting shot and killed? translate to a happy ending that's the biggest score he's ever had it's probably the biggest score he's ever going to have um look at the way he's acted through that whole movie look at look at how you know the evidence that we see of how he's been living his life up to us like getting to watch him during this movie he's gonna piss that million dollars away in a year Oh, he probably would have gambled that away too. Yeah, like he probably he's gonna keep gambling. He's gonna keep making shitty mistakes. He's gonna keep doing sleazy shit. Um, <laughs> you know, like that's that's who he is. That's what he wants. He doesn't want to get better. He doesn't want to get help. He doesn't want to get out of the hole. He wants to keep doing. He wants to keep doing what he what he wants to do. So he's had this moment where he's he's scored a million dollars by by you know doing these certain things and i mean a lot of it is circumstance i honestly can't say that like i think that he masterminded this in any way it is absolute (laughs) circumstance that he you know showed this opal to kevin garnett who saw great spiritual significance in it and then used that you know like that good juju to like win a big game um it, yeah it's just like it's ex- it, it's it's exhausting to see him do all of these things and then you know it actually works out for him but you know 
at the end of the day, if he survived that day, then the next day was going to be him like doing the same shit and he would have been <laughs> broke within a year. And then, you know, he's divorced and broke and still yeah. unhappy. I, still I, an addict. Say, I feel like he, I thought this movie was going to be a little bit, I thought this movie was going to have more like desperation in it and kind of like real world grittiness that it didn't really have Mm-mm. like f- for being an addict being super fucking addicted to gambling as he w- was portrayed in the movie like it's actually like doing really well for himself i mean like he's got like a nice fucking house he's got like a nice business he's like pissing people off and making bad decisions but it seems like he actually does have his shit somewhat together which was interesting yeah he's a functional addict yeah um yeah i thought this movie was gonna have a little more like drug use in it, it which it didn't really and uh, yeah there's just like some coke that the I weekend even... does yeah oh yeah also yeah the weekends in this oh yeah the weekends in this as the weekend <laughs> in 2012 yeah and i loved that i loved that yeah like but yeah, I thought he was gonna kind of scrape rock bottom a bit harder. I felt I felt like he was gonna scrape rock bottom a few times throughout this movie when I heard what it was about, but he's actually like pretty weirdly functional. Or like if... okay. No, no, I just yeah, I was kind of expecting him to have less control on what of what was going on. I almost feel like that would like like if he scraped rock bottom at any point, that would like make a route for a redemption arc and it doesn't seem like the softies wanted that yeah it doesn't he, seem like they wanted him to be sympathetic character like at all he did have a rock bottom scene when they threw him in the fountain or whatever and then he's like crying to his girlfriend that yeah. was kind of his rock bottom scene i guess but it was kind of just like whatever you know like he's fucking with these guys to the point where I wanted to punch him in the face <laughs> at right. times, you know, like he's super fucking obnoxious. He can't just, he can't just, I think that's the statement. <laughs> he's like so egotistical and he can't just like let something drop. God, could you imagine being married to him? I loved I loved the scene between uh, him and his wife, Dina, which, by the way, the actress that plays her, um, I think her name is actually like Adina Menzel, um, fantastic actress, amazing singer. She's the, the, the singing voice for Elsa in Frozen. Okay. And she's a Broadway fucking gem. Um, she's so fantastic in this. She's fantastic in everything she's in, but uh, like that scene where he's like he's broken up with his girlfriend julie and so then he goes to her and they're like at passover and she's trying on her uh her bat mitzvah dress and it still fits which is like you know you get bat mitzvah at like 13 so it's like (laughs) bitch is in shape like bitch took bitch took care of herself you know because they're definitely in like their 40s at this point and he's like, he's like, I don't, well, you want to try it again? And she, she's, he's like, you can punch me. And she's essentially like, 
no, punching you would entail me touching you. And I don't even want to do that. Like <laughs> she's so disgusted with him. I loved it. I loved every part of that scene. Yeah. Of her like, yeah, no, like I have a, like a revenge body and a family who loves me. And uh, I am going to divorce you and you are going to fuck off and die. Hopefully. Like, yeah. She truly hates him. Yeah. Yeah. That's his, that, that's him. And then he's back with his girlfriend in like the next couple scenes. So you don't even know what that was all about. His girlfriend seems alone. better for him than his wife. Yeah, the girlfriend is at least down to clown. They at least have similar like values, you know? She like works for him in his jewelry shop. And deals cocaine on the side. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love an industrious bitch. Don't get me wrong. I'm not judging. No. Yeah, I'm just saying. they. Yeah, they, they have similar interests. <laughs> you know? She's real into him. She gets his name tattooed on her ass. <laughs> that was like her only tattoo. Oh, yeah. No. I love that line. Now you can't get buried with me. <laughs> <laughs> there were some other good lines in this movie, too. God, yeah. Or I guess, what are your favorite lines? The opening scene was like, holy fuck. I don't think I mentioned that, but like, yeah, the, the there's just like, uh, like two hundred dudes like fucking screaming at each other at the beginning. I thought that was pretty good right off the bat. Well, I like that when wound, it, that leg wound was like, oh shit. Yeah. Oh. I like when he got the the gem finally delivered to him or whatever, and it's like inside of a fish, and he has to like pull like it's guts out and stuff and he's like fucking he's like dinosaurs fucking stared at this thing <laughs> like or whatever mm-hmm. talking about how dinosaurs got lost in its fractals and shit and then the fucking i liked the foreshadowing with his uh with his like door his like security door because it like doesn't work very well yeah. And there's like this, there's like fucking a five minute scene of them like yelling at each other because somebody's like stuck in the door and they can't get out. And he's like, buzz him out, buzz him out. And he's just like yelling at his assistant while like on the phone with somebody else. And like, I don't know, it was, that was pretty entertaining. Did you have any other favorite moments? Oh, well, I think one of my absolute favorites was. At the end there of the fish scene where he's he's got his uh his dirty opal um and one of his employees has just been like assaulted on the job by one of the people who is looking for him uh and he just looks up at the guy because the guy's like look like they ripped my shirt like they just like they put their hands on me like i've been working for you for like eight fucking years and you know uh, you know, and he's like, you know, I'm committed to being in the diamond district and like, you know, I'm going to keep working and you're going to see me around and you're going to get jealous and you're not going to like that. And like, he's like laying it out there. Like, I'm going to fucking quit. I'm going to start my own business and <laughs> you're going to be salty as fuck. And he's not listening. He's just looking at this opal and he just like at the end of the scene, like, like this guy, I think his, his name was like Yusef or something. He's like done ranting and he's like, he's like, Howard, what do, like, what do you think? Like, tell me what you think. Like, what, have you heard what I've said at all? And Howard just looks up and he goes, I'm going to come. It's, 
so gross. Like, yeah. you're such a gross person. Like, it's just the perfect example of, like, who this dude is. He doesn't give a fuck about anything other than himself and, like, the rush of being right or, like, getting it, getting over on someone else. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, I, the I'm gonna come was very funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's definitely turned on by his gambling or by his i don't know by like it's like a dude that gets gets turned on by precious gems <laughs> what what was with the fucking colonoscopy at the beginning and then the the bullet hole wound <laughs> zoom in at the end that was weird and unnecessary i saw some commentary on that on youtube um where they were saying because he talked, well, he talks about how, you know, they say you can see the whole universe in an opal and that, you know, they're so old and like, he talks a lot of like pseudoscience talk that is somewhat based in fact about like how old and like precious opals are and, and why they're so entrancing to people. Um, and so there's like talk that it's like the opal is kind of representative of like nature and how how small we all are in like the grand scheme of things, like when it comes to geologic time and how like Howard really sees himself as the center of the universe, but he is in fact just one story and one timeline that's like running concurrent with everything else that is happening in the universe and the galaxy <laughs> and you know in space time and so um i thought that was an interesting take on it of like you know making it so that you know look it's the same atoms whether it's his body or this opal or fucking a tube in his butt yeah yeah his colon it's all the same <laughs> atoms it's all the same it's all the same That's it doesn't really neat. matter yeah, right? I really enjoyed it. I want to credit who said that. Oh, one was uh, one, one thing that I watched was by The Kino Corner, and then it's spelled K-I-N-O, and that's on YouTube. Um, and there's another really short, like, six-minute video that was very cool. Yeah, there we go. The Cook Films on YouTube that's uh and that's uh the uh, uncut gems ending explained and the interpretation and that was that was really where I I kind of gleaned that <laughs> metaphysical universal insight cool yeah okay I'm ready my body is prepared <laughs> all right yeah let's just go for it uh this is a one star review on Google Google Movie Reviews by Tallulah Freed. This film was two hours and 14 minutes of pure agony. <laughs> I know this because I looked up the movie's runtime in the theater hallway when I excused myself to the bathroom just to get a few moments of blissful relief. <laughs> <laughs> this movie made me feel physically nauseous due to the unruly camera work, nonsensical script, and pulsating background music designed to induce extreme irritation. 
the colonoscopy that is featured in the first 10 minutes of this film may seem gross at first glance, but enjoy it because this is the least repulsive scene you'll endure, you'll endure during your time at the theater should you choose to subject yourself to this. Oh, man. Uh, it keeps going. Should I keep going? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Aspects of the film made me feel physically sick. And I'm sure the plot would have been equally as di- as disturbing had it not been impossible to follow amid the chaotic violence and distasteful characters. As I watched this film on Christmas Day, I fantasized about walking out of the theater and drafted scathing reviews in my mind. That is, when the music died down just enough to allow the audience to be able to think. It is with clammy paws and a scarred soul that I type this review and leave you with one last sentiment. Don't watch it. Damn. 781 people found this review to be helpful. Yeah, seven, 781 people. I mean, it was, it's well written. <laughs> that person was mad. Like, can you imagine being that mad and not just like walking out of a theater? Yeah. Like, like, why don't you just leave? Why can't I, I don't know. review this person? I'm that? someone who, I don't walk out of, I don't walk out of movies because I pay for them. <laughs> I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna get my, my money's worth, even if it's a hate watch. Yeah, there's a lot of really bad reviews on this movie. Oh, wow. That's kind of surprises me because it's, I mean, a little bit like the last movie. It was such a critical darling. But, I thought it was good. I mean, like seeing it in the theater is probably a bit more intense. And, and actually this movie like was not as intense as I thought it was going to be from people telling me about it. This was an intense movie, but it wasn't like I don't know. I thought it was going to be a little crazier to be honest. I thought it I thought it was going to be way more violent. Yeah, I, that was that was my surprise. All these reviews are saying, I'm looking for a really, like, bad one. I'm looking for, like, oh, this one's got lots of caps locks. Yes. All right, let's do it. This is by Google reviewer Samuel Rhymes. One star. One star out of five. No, No redeeming qualities. Oh! This movie was by far the worst movie ever created for the big screen and will go down in history as the worst feature film of 2020. I had to choose between this and the oh-so-low-rated review uh, in the oh-so-low-rated movie called The Grudge. Uh, this person goes off on a tangent. This The Grudge was rated 19% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's 19 points out of 100. However, 92% was the rating that Rotten Tomatoes gave uncut gems in all caps. So here's me thinking, Rotten Tomatoes is so reliable, and Adam Sandler would never play in a low-rate imbecilic waste of two-hour movie i was wrong oh you played yourself there hun (laughs) yeah the movie starts not explaining anything adequately and i do mean anything and the scenes move faster than the people are speaking and that's another thing one character is talking while the other one is talking so you can't even understand what they're saying after all this i determined i'd had enough the last straw i got up and left out the theater and what do i do next all i can say is the grudge was deserving of a way higher rating on rotten tomatoes and that's with me seeing the last 45 minutes of it 
all in all, Uncut Gems was repulsive. Bad movie, bad acting, bad actors, bad action, bad plot, bad angles, deserving of 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. That's a good review. That's a good angry review. Yeah. And I like that they told us that they just that they just walked into another movie and, and like <laughs> stole the last 45 minutes of a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it sounds like they feel like Uncut Gems stole like about an hour and a half of their life. So, I am glad uh, that the version I watched had subtitles because it probably would have been a little bit harder to understand what was going on. Yeah. Well, when I was doing a little bit of research, um, I don't think that like the Softy Brothers are like super like i don't think they're oh, what is it called it's like the 95 dogma or something like that and that's like lars von trier and folks like that they have this like whole system of filmmaking where everything is very realistic um you know like uh there's like no music that isn't you know like playing in the movie you know there's no like diegetic like messing around with like diegetic music and stuff like that and and it's just like I think I don't think they like adhere to that obviously but they have a very like they want the, their movies to be very based in reality mm-hmm. um and so I think one of the the things that they try to do is look we're 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 setting this movie in New York in Manhattan in the Diamond District we're gonna have people talking over each other there's going to be multiple conversations going on <laughs> at once, and that's what that's that's what this sounds like. You know that this is this is a, a realistic atmosphere for this place. Yeah, um, and I appreciate that, but it is it is hard to keep track of. And yes, I did have subtitles on for a lot of the <laughs> times when they were in the shop in the tiny little shop, and there were like twelve people all in there at once. Yeah. yeah. And they're yeah. all just screaming at each other. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, any, any, where are we at? Like last thoughts? I mean, I was thinking about this as we were watching, as I was watching this movie, I was like, how the fuck are we going to talk about this? Because uh, I have just so much happened. Oh, this is another A24 film. We didn't, yeah. I, didn't know I didn't know, even know that. We didn't know. No, I didn't know either. Yeah. It seems to be like every movie you were watching lately. Which is good. We we have a fetish. Oh <laughs> uh, well, okay. What are you thinking? Uh, well, I think it's funny. I didn't really know a whole lot about this movie going into it, uh, and I love that the gem in particular that like they're talking about is an opal. Uh, Opal's gonna be my new middle name. Oh. Yeah, and I'm wearing my my opal ring that my mama gave me. Oh, that's terrible. I don't know if you can see. There it is. But yeah. And you can't see the fire in it on Zoom, but it's it's really pretty. And I think it's lab made, but it doesn't matter. It was my mamas. And I love iridescent stuff. I love holographic things, iridescent things, pearlescent things. Anything that like shifts color and looks rainbowy. It's always been my favorite. So now that I get a new name, um, it's like, let's make it opal. Cool. Yeah, and opals are fucking dope. They're like a silica variant, and they're really cool. 
Uh, there's precious and common opals, and the precious opals display like play of color, whereas common opals don't. And um, play of color is defined as, and I love this, I love this definition so much, a pseudochromatic optical effect resulting in flashes of colored light from certain minerals as they are turned in white light. A pseudochromatic optical effect. <laughs> that's such a cool phrase. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's fucking cool. I didn't know you were into gems and stuff. Yeah. I Well, opals specifically. And then like, I don't know, like my birthstone is garnet. So I like garnets. They're cool. Cool. But I like, I like paleo sciences. I like, I like old shit. I like bones and shit. So sometimes you get into geology because of that. Yeah. A lot yeah. of rocks and rocks and stuff. Yeah. Dead stuff that gets turned into rocks. It gets me off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that like, I mean. But that was just a piece. I was like, oh, that's cool. Opals. But like everything else about this movie is just fantastic. It's frenetic. It's it's gross. It's it's gritty, but polished. It's it shows this like really interesting like part of like upper middle class Judaism. Like there's all kinds of really cool intersections. And like talk, talks a little bit about like just like, you know, like um, hip hop and um, and basketball when it comes to like the uh, like the jewelry and like precious gems community, like how you know black folks are allowed into that world in these very specific ways. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, touches on that a little bit. You know, of like these like very poor Ethiopian miners. And then it ends up in the hands of like one of the probably one of the richest black men in the world. Yeah. You know? Yeah, there's a lot to it. These guys make a great movie. I agree. I, I, I feel like a lot of these movies that we watch, like a lot of people are just going to hate <laughs> at the same time. This has a 2.9 on Google. Really? Yeah. That surprises me. What about like some of the credit critic aggregators like Rotten Tomatoes and shit? What is that uh, at now? Like a year after release? Rotten Tomatoes is at ninety two percent. IMDb seven point four. That makes sense to me. Uh, like I wonder why these numbers are so different depending on the website. Because what's Rotten Tomatoes this whole shtick again? That seems to be like one of the more accurate sites, right? It's critics. It's the difference between general public and critics. Oh, Rotten Tomatoes, all critics? Uh, either that or it's like an aggregate of critical rating and um, general public rating. Cool. But that is like the big difference. So you'll see a lot of these like auteur flicks in like the like general public ratings. They get super low, like didn't understand it, couldn't figure out what was going on. Why are they mumbling? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you mean subtitles? It's in, it's in French, I hate it. Um, and then like you go to the same website, but it's like just critic aggregate and it's like, wow, this is, this is a masterpiece. Dude, you know what's crazy? I'm a month older than Lakeith Stanfield. Damn. 
Yeah, that's fucking nuts. He's only 29 years old. Oh, man. That means I'm four years older than him. He's fucking... What a life. What a good right? life. I know, good job, dude. He's, dude. He's killing it. Like... And in, like, some of the best movies of the last, like, five, six, seven years. <laughs> like, dude, that's my dude. Yeah. He fucking kicks ass. Uh, he, like, he looks so much more older. He looks older than 29. I don't think so. No? No. I don't know. I think he... Uh, I mean, that's just me. I, like, I wouldn't... I wouldn't look at that dude and be like, I'm older than that guy. <laughs> now I feel unaccomplished. No, don't. No, <laughs> comparison, comparison is the thief of joy. He's been in so much stuff. Yeah. And he's got good taste. Like he keeps like pumping out the jams. Have you seen Knives Out? Yeah, I love Knives Out. I think you would really enjoy Knives Out if you would like to watch it for the the purr. Um yeah, I'm down. I've heard good things about it. Uh <laughs> it's you, very extra. Are we are we doing are we doing the Hulk with Colby next week? We have a <laughs> special guest for y'all next week. <laughs> I'm so excited. We're watching Ang Lee's Hulk. <laughs> from 2003 i want to say sounds about right yeah uh this is our buddy colby uh if you're familiar with dash's other work colby uh does the uh the podcast dungeon town with dash um and since we're on zoom now we figured we may as well like start having guests because we can and we have a lot of friends who love movies, so we're going to talk about Ang Lee's Hulk, which is a passion, a weird passion of Colby's. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty, I'm, I just want to talk to Colby about why, about, well, we're just going to have him explain why he loves the Hulk for about an hour. It's going to be Colby's podcast next <laughs> episode. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. Is there anything else that you want to say about Uncut Gems? What was so extra about it? We forgot to do this last episode. We forgot to extrify. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, whatever. which is fine. That was, the, the, the movie wasn't super duper extra. Um, but yeah, what, 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 what do you think was so dang dang extra about this here movie, Dashio? Uh, the, I feel like the, de- the, the death at the end was pretty extra. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think he was gonna. I didn't think that was gonna happen. That and just like his yelling, like because he's literally just yelling through two thirds of the movie. <laughs> oh, oh, and there's a line. At the, there's a line at the beginning when, like, he when we first meet his girlfriend, and she's like, "You're so extra, Howie." Yes, she <laughs> does. <laughs> yes. And I was like, "Oh, that's so meta," but it's so good. He can. He is extra. He is extreme. He's very extra. This is a very yeah. extra movie. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, what, what did you think was extra about this this film, Uncut Gems? His unwillingness to just pay off one debt. <laughs> it's just just one payment to one person who wants to murder him at this point. <laughs> And and how how that just makes the stakes ratchet up 
and up and up and up. Yeah. It was, it was that for me. It, I was like, it was a, it's a very anxiety ridden film. Yeah. I think that was, and, and it just kept going and going and going. So that was what was so extra to me. Which is pretty much just, like you said, Howie as a person. He's so fucking extra. <laughs> you know? Well, I, I think that does it. I think we did it. I think we did oh Uncut Gems. We did, an, we, did a, we did a podcast? Yeah. We did it a podcast. <laughs> we did a podcast. Uh, so yeah, that was Uncut Gems. If you haven't seen it, good flick. Yeah. Go watch that shit. You know, if you want. <laughs> and hey, if you enjoyed our show, give us a rate or a review or even subscribe to it. And I know you can't rate a review on Spotify. We're working on that with them. My people are talking to their people. Their people aren't listening and my people don't exist. But please know that I am working on it. Uh, <laughs> you can email us at movietimeextra at gmail.com just like tell us what you think uh, maybe suggest something that you want us to do or a movie you want us to talk about or you know a different podcast format altogether and uh, no promises tell us what podcast we no should promises. be doing yeah what's <laughs> Uh, our banging theme song is by the amazing and talented DJ Cutman. Check him out on Bandcamp. Solid bangers and bops. Um, yeah, that about does it. We will uh, see you next time. Stay tasty. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>